Looking for work, better pay, better work environment? We can help. Call Kelly Jobs today at 502-425-7131 to speak with a recruiter today. Score a better job with us. Call 502-425-7131 or visit kellyjobs.com. That's kellyjobs.com. UPS is hiring day sort warehouse workers in our Louisville, Kentucky hub. Our warehouses are team settings where everyone truly has each other's backs, and we work together to deliver what matters to customers and communities. We're paying $20 an hour and offer great benefits, including up to $25,000 in tuition assistance. Eligibility begins the day you're hired. Shift your future, shift your team, shift your life. Visit upsjobs.com to apply. That's upsjobs.com. Make the shift, make a difference. Injured in a car accident? Visit SueDistractedDriver.com. Time now for Dan Issel and Louis Rabot, right here on ESPN 680 and 1057. Now, here's Dan and Louie. Good morning, everybody. It's Red Hot Roasters True Crime Tuesday. This is Issel and Louie on ESPN uh, 680-105.7 and the ESPN Louisville app. However you're listening, thanks for joining us this morning. Louis, how are you? I'm all right. We're all, we're all hopped up on Red Hot Roasters this morning. <laughs> Avery, <laughs> Avery got her first, uh, her first Tuesday um latte so i think she's pretty excited about that she would talk to us except there's a meeting going on in the producer's room so Mm, Um, so no we will get to true crime tuesday we are back to people dying yes yes that's that's exactly (laughs) where i was going we're done with the artwork we're done done with the wine we're back to the good old-fashioned axe murder i needed something feisty and honestly i'm very sad i'm all out of latte wow that was quick it's wow. gone? Wow. <laughs> I know I finished my latte and I'm very sad. Oh. It was so good. Well, there you go. I was telling, uh, you know, I, on Tuesdays now I'm going to be popping by there to bring coffee to the office and, and people were like, oh, this is really good. I'm like, yeah, th- yeah th- no, I don't. Not partnering with crap. What are we doing? Like, you know, like, <laughs> this, of course. And I, I also heard that you were part of. Um, of uh, the Diener show this morning talking about... Uh, Man, I got two questions right. and You were smoking. That's a new record for me, I think. Uh, I had yeah. one week with Nick Valvano where I got the questions right, but he's an old, you know, washed-up hockey player, can relate. And then um, today they asked about who, who Bellerman was. And I, I heard. And, you smoked that question. <laughs> and also the heptathlon. Well, yeah. Robert Bellerman, dude, by the way, super interesting dude, um, because he was part of the, uh, um, that, uh, oh my gosh, why am I, he was part of the Galileo case, mm. and then um, he became, uh, later on, he, he was part of the arguments uh, in favor of all of the Catholic churches around the world having the same service, and he actually won the debate against a guy named uh, Charles Borromeo, but uh, Borromeo has actually gone on to be the more famous of the saints, believe it or not, so... Mm. Um, in, in, in the Catholic Church, you could be wrong and still become a saint. As, as a, <laughs> lose an argument, at least. How's that? So, at the Council of Trent, he was a he was a a big a big time player at the Council of Trent in the fifteen hundred. So there you go. How about that? A little Robert Bellerman on a Wednesday. How about there that? you go. Or Tuesday, whatever hell day it is. There you go. So, oh, I have no idea, man. We had a we had a child episode this morning. 
Yeah, you must. Uh, you, you related that to me earlier. <laughs> welcome. I, if, if other people are um, are listening and had had moments with their children this morning, welcome in. It's Louis here. We got you till noon. I, I'm here. I'm here. I actually <laughs> had a great. I had a great day with my children yesterday. I went to a movie cool. with with the three my three favorite women in the whole wide world. I have one granddaughter. Yes, you do. I have one daughter. And I have one wife. Two of them are taller than me. <laughs> and we went, to, we, the four of us went to a movie together yesterday. It was fun. Someone, someone pointing out that, Louie, are you sure you want to be participating in the quiz bowl? I guess the polite way of saying is that it's ignorance on display. Hey, now, hey. No, hey. no. I, I knew I the tulip tree, and I knew Robert Garvin. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> I think there's ignorance on display when you don't attend. <laughs> oh man! So there you go. I was sitting in the uh, conference room. I just wrapped up the uh, the sheet for everything, and, and <laughs> I hear rummage isn't here. Get in here. And what's funny about that is rummage is a Cowboys fan who doesn't drink, so I have no idea what he's hungover on. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> I'm guessing chocolate. That or like I'll tell you what, you'd have to be a cowboy fan to watch that fiasco. Literally, the only interesting thing about the game was that the guy kept missing extra points. Yes, yes, that's how. I, I, I hope I hope <laughs> Maher has his LinkedIn account <laughs> activated this morning because he's going to have to be networking to find a new job. Can you imagine missing four extra points? You know, the the other interesting part is they they left him in to kick again. And and he made, you know, he made one and you know, I I asked on the, during trivia is is pro football better now that they've moved the extra point back? I don't well, think, I don't think yeah. it is. I don't think what happened last night was good for football. Well, at least at least it makes it uh, you know that there's some there, there's some effort into making an extra point. I mean, when it was where it used to be, it, it was automatic. I mean, I could have kicked an extra point from there. A- at least you put some excitement back into the extra point, which I think was can we admit was the what two, they were shooting? Can for. we admit the two point starting at the uh, at the two yard line is not? I mean, that it's ridiculous. Most plays go for more than two yards. Uh, I don't know if they do from the two-yard line. Should you be able to go for three from the 10-yard line? Ooh. Like, how far does this go? I'm really asking. Oh, I see. What if you I kick an extra point from 45 yards? Is that two points? I see. Where, like, where I does this see. go? Because I, I, yeah. I think eventually you will have a three-point play after a touchdown. Because <laughs> the argument will be, if you're down by three at the end of the game, if you're down by nine at the end of the game, it should be a one-possession game. Eventually, Ooh. we eventually we will move to that. It you will, think that's where we'll get to? It will be very stupid, but we will do it. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. how much of the of that football game did you watch? All but I'd say the last like five minutes. Really? Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I take this uh, role um, semi seriously, Dan. So you know, I got to watch these NFL games. Well, I. <laughs> the the saddest part for me was not the four missed extra points. The saddest part for me was watching Tom Brady try to play quarterback. That was the that that that, that red that zone sad. turnover was about as bad as a pass as I've ever seen him throw. 
I, he was trying to throw it away. Uh, and he couldn't even do that. And he couldn't even throw it out at the back of the end zone. Yep. Louis, Louis, now, he did get better in the second half, but the reason he got better is Dallas had such a big, a big lead. They were playing four defensive backs like 15 yards from the line of scrimmage. And so, you know, he had the, the – eight, 10, 12 yards. They let him have all those he, he wanted. In the first half, he was missing receivers by five yards. He, he, I don't know if the receivers were running the wrong routes, but it's been a long, long time since I've seen a professional quarterback, even the third string quarterback for the Miami Dolphins that, <laughs> were, have, that have missed open receivers as as by as much as he was missing them last night. And now and now the talk is not, well, should he should he retire? Should he get out? Heck yeah, he ought to retire because this year this year won't tarnish his legacy. I mean, he's still Tom Brady who won what, six Super Bowls? But he puts another another year back to back like this year and and it will start it will start to reflect on his legacy. Man, got your, you know, go enjoy your kids. Dude, don't do this. But they're talking about, oh, he's going to go to the Dolphins, or he's going to go to the Jets, or he's going to go to the Raiders. Please. He's going to go back to New England. Please, Tom, stop. Seven. Seven stop. titles. And he gave up, he gave up, you know, reasonably often – having sex with Giselle Bündchen to play this season. <laughs> I mean, sometimes people just make bad decisions and you watch it happen in front of you and we saw it happen. There it is. He, he gave up his marriage to a Brazilian supermodel to, who to, makes more money than he does to play that game. Yeah. That no, game. No, no. Please retire, Tom. Please. No, keep playing at this point. You threw everything else away. He doesn't see his kids. I mean, no, just, just keep playing. Who gives a bleep? I mean, get out of here. What a terrible decision. Do you know another guy? Did you play basketball with a guy who just, I mean, it just, it was way too long? Um, well, you could argue that when, that when Michael Jordan went to the Washington Wizards, that was way too long. Okay. Um, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure there are, there are people, you know, there's always somebody and, and if that's their choice, but but not great players. I mean, if you're a marginal player, if you're the fourth or fifth or seventh or tenth best player on the team, and you want to keep playing, that's that's great. But we're talking about the goat, the greatest quarterback of all time, and he's out there missing receivers by five yards when they're wide open. I mean, you know, I I, I use this example all the time. Because I think to me it was the most pitiful one was when Willie uh, Willie Mays went mm, back yeah. to New York and played for the Mets and couldn't catch a fly ball. Yeah. I mean, it's just you know when that's you're, a, the, Willie Mays is a very good example next to Tom Brady. They are when, that when, level of player. I agree. Yeah, when you when you're that great. I mean, even if you're not the greatest, if you're if you're in the top five that's ever played a sport, go out on top, man. Don't don't do that. Don't do that. Jordan, by the way, his last year averaged twenty points a game, six rebounds, four assists, played all eighty two games, and he started um 
Well, worse than uh, 67. So even even Jordan at least was still playing at a reasonably high level. Yeah. Um, his 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 last year. Um, where's the numbers? They averaged twenty thousand homes at uh, twenty thousand fans at home and nineteen thousand on the road. Um, the second most watched team in the NBA. So that's pretty good. Um, and what was their record? Oh, I have no idea. It was pitiful. <laughs> Let me see if I can pull up. It was, pit- oh, no, that's it was pitiful. But, yeah, I, I, I was really sad watching that game last night. There you go. Um, well, I'm sorry you were sad. Um, Tom Brady, I, I don't know. I don't have a big feel either way about the guy. I just know that he threw away years of guilt-free sex with Giselle Bunchett for no reason. So, um, <laughs> I mean, I, this article is really interesting, though. It's like, oh, he should go to the Vegas or the Dolphins. Yeah, the Buccaneers yeah. go back. Um, the did Jets, did the these Vegas. people I mean, not watch that game well, last night? It's, you know, how I think one of the more remarkable runs, and I understand it was based on the defense being great, was when Peyton Manning had the neck fusion and then went and played for the Broncos. Yeah. And obviously, yeah. to me, that was the, the MVP there was that John Elway was a great player and then turned into a great GM. That happens very infrequently. He had put together a defense and, and pieces around uh, Manning to make that team great. But I remember at the end of that Super Bowl, it was no one was like, you know what he needs to do next year? Go play for the Chargers. Yeah. Like, no one was yeah. doing that, right? No, no, it was like he no. needs to stop. Yeah, they knew. <laughs> they knew. Speaking of making more money than, than your, your spouse, oh, my goodness. He's on everything. Yeah. Manning is on everything, and now he's brought Junior along with him, and Eli's on everything. Yeah. You're drinking that Pepsi too loud, Eli. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm the but, only one who doesn't want to watch the Manning cast, I think. I'm it. I'm the one. Really? I, they, had prime, they had Prime on last night. Well, and they had uh, uh, Dan Campbell, the, the Lions coach, too. Like I, did, I was not encouraged at all to, to flip over. <laughs> I mean, Remember, we have a bet. The Lions, the Lions win their division next year. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we'll see. Um, yeah. Jordan Love's about to step in in Green Bay and wipe that booty up. It's going to be embarrassing. Um, I'm going to find out they can just replace Aaron Rodgers. The um, one title ever. We get it. Um, the yeah, but no. This this article just like oh, this is where he should play. Yeah, and I'm I'm just yeah. stunt. No one, no one's like you know what? Actually, he's, he's, he's forty five years old. Yeah, forty five. <laughs> I love, too, that they're like, he should go to the Dolphins where no quarterback can stay healthy because they can't protect them. And it's just Brady that, at 46 years old, should just step in and play for them. Like, do the math. Do at least a little bit of simple math here. Just brutal. <sighs> well, that One of the guys, and this was, I mean, you, you talk about, are you paying attention? One of the guys mentioned the 49ers. Oh, God, yeah. The, the 49ers have a third-string quarterback that's undefeated and playing like an MVP, and they also have an injured, uh, two injured quarterbacks, uh, and and Garoppolo isn't as good as Brady, but and he can't stay on the field. But they traded up to get the other kid, and I mean, does this guy not look at rosters? Yeah, let's uh, go go to go to the 49ers, Tom. 40, he couldn't beat out. He couldn't beat out Purdy right now. Ooh, that's for, a great question. For love nor money, <laughs> could not do it. Maybe he could get to San Francisco and date one of the Purdies, though. Huh? 
little little Giselle replacement, huh? Little uh, Arizona blonde there. Anything? Nothing. Well, I I wasn't going to bring this up, but some, <laughs> some some idiot before the 49ers game texted me a picture of the of the pretty uh, mom and daughter and. So I, I, I know one guy who's enamored with the Purdy family. Was it a Purdy photo there, Dan? Yeah. <laughs> this, yeah. This is this Louie, all the terrible dad jokes taking you up until noon here on 680-1057. Uh, True Crime Tuesday with our friends over at Red Hot Roasters at 1130. There is murder afoot. Make sure that you stick around for that. Texas Tech and Baylor tonight at, 80, at 845, excuse me, on 93.9. And then over here on 680 at some point. Streetle and Entz will serenade you with the postgame of the UGA-UK game. Um, that is the Kentucky Fish and Wildlife postgame show here on 680-1057. I, I didn't hear Jimmy's postgame uh, show for the uh, oh. for the Tennessee game. Did, was he a little more upbeat, a little more lively? or uh, Yes. Um, he wasn't as, as, um, as sycophantic as you were yesterday, but he was, uh, he was like, okay, maybe we still have something here. Yeah. As what? Uh, you you called yourself the Monday moron for losing faith in Cal, and then went yeah. on a rant about how Kentucky basketball is college basketball. Yes. Okay. No, yes. just that's. All, although I see they lost Ian Jackson to <laughs> North North Carolina, but we can overcome that. Oh, that's no problem. No, nah. yeah, he's probably not that good. He's not going to fit the system anyway. Yeah, no. Right, right. no. <laughs> God, it's amazing. You go, you just go to Twitter and just watch the very specific people that you know are going to have those takes, and they're just—it's every stinking time. Every time a guy doesn't come, I remember. You know, here it was great watching Kenny Payne when he first got here, and then the guys just over and over weren't coming to U of L. Oh, he wouldn't fit we're, the culture, and it's we're, like, weren't even culture? visiting. What culture? What are we talking about? Like, what culture are we actually talking about? <laughs> what are they going to fit? No, just get dudes on campus and figure it out. Oh, man. Uh, su- uh, uh, support for uh, Brock's mom uh, coming down on the text line. Appreciate you. Um, the, um, I mean, what do you expect tonight? I mean, ten and a half point spread. Dan, you got him covering, right? Absolutely. <laughs> now, remember, I've been wrong about 11 games in a row. I've got, I've got, I've got a breakthrough sooner or later. <laughs> I'm due. I'm due. I've got a system. That's I'm right. due. <laughs> That's right. Uh, yeah, ten and a half point spread here. About, um, about two thirds of the bets coming in on Kentucky, um, Georgia. Of and then the the outcome predictor is like fifteen percent, eighty five percent Kentucky, right? Yeah, and and I, I want to be really clear. You know, I mean, Georgia's got a good. Uh, you know, I put in the lucky. They're thirteen and four, but. I mean, they've they've padded their schedule against the likes of Western Carolina, Miami, Ohio, Bucknell, St. Joe's, East Tennessee. Yeah, but State, look, Hampton. but look at their SEC games. Now they beat they beat Miss, both Mississippi schools. They beat Auburn. Yep. They and they lost to Florida at Florida. I mean, they're not chopped liver anymore. They're not the the biggest difference now than when I moved to the market. You know, almost fifteen years ago. Is there are no free games in the SEC anymore? Number one, no, and guys no. And, and and teams like Georgia are not intimidated by walking into Rupp. Like those days, for some reason, they're just gone. And so there's no, there's no, you know, we watched it with South Carolina, we saw it with LSU. There's just no, you know, whatever whatever that was for a long time, it has it has seemed to have gone away. Where teams are uncomfortable playing in Rupp, they get they they start fast, 
um, you know, they're comfortable right away. So, yeah, it's just different. And I expect – look, I, I, I expect Kentucky to win tonight. But I don't expect Georgia to just come in and not be Lay competent. Yeah, right. So Yeah. 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 Can I opine on that for a minute? Texture. I, I, can you I, – I, I, Go texture. ahead. No, Texture. Best night of line from Peyton Manning. Can you cut the kicker at halftime? <laughs> it was bad, man. It was – that poor guy, he missed two to the right and then he missed left. And that's – when he missed left – you knew it was purely mental. I mean, just yeah. purely mental. Go ahead. Yeah. No, it, it, and what I really liked was they were you know, fourth fourth and like eight on the 25-yard <laughs> line, and he goes running off the field. <laughs> and they, they say, nope, Oop, come on back. Hey. Come on back. We're going to go for it. We're going to go for it. Um, no, I, I, I was going to comment on your uh, on your take that nobody is afraid to come into to Rupp anymore. Sure, and and I, and I think that is because of of the the softness of the team. I mean, you know, if you come into a into a facility like Rupp and there's twenty thousand people there, and and you get punched in the mouth um, from from Jump Street. You know, it's going to be tough for you to overcome that uh, mentally and and physically. But if you go in the rup and and you get an eight to nothing lead and take the take the crowd out of the game, then then you get pretty you know then then you get pretty pumped up. You know, well then you know they're not as good as, as they're supposed to be, and you know we can win this game. And so I think it's all about the first five minutes of the game. It is the thing that stood out to me the most um, when I moved here about college basketball. So, did you watch any of the Purdue Michigan State game yesterday? Mm-mm. Okay, so you know I was at I was at the Whitney. Oh, that's right. Houston story. There you go. Little little Whitney Houston on a Monday. So um, the the thing that always stands out to me about the home environments of Rupp and the Yum Center compared to say you know Breslin in East Lansing or Mackey in Purdue or um, you know, Cameron in North Carolina is the students are right on the court at those last three. And there's a lack of that at Rupp and a lack of that at the Yum Center where they're either in the end zones or they're they're just not because the the teams here have chosen economics in basketball over putting students as close to the floor. No question. And, no and question. I don't think that's a hot take. I think it's just what they do. And and so I whenever I watch so <laughs> I I have a new nickname for Rupp Arena. You ready for it? <laughs> yes. It is the library of college basketball. <laughs> Ooh. You like well, that? Uh, y- yeah. But, <laughs> but, but Louie, y- you make a great point. I mean, there's 18,000 people in there, and on TV you can't hear a single one of them. No, and but, you know, I, I've, I've said this before, supposedly, and I've gotten this from a pretty good source, you want to buy two tickets below the railing. Okay, that that comes with a million dollar contribution to oh, yeah. the B- blue white fund. Oh, yeah. A million dollars. Now, you think somebody that can afford to pay a million dollars <laughs> for two basketball tickets is going to be up with his face painted blue and shaking pom poms? Uh, no, no, no. Nope. They're, they're, they only get excited when there is something to excite them. And so. Um, you know, I I think that uh, I, I think you make a great point, and and the the not only are they are the students in the end zone, but you know they're 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 twenty twenty five feet from the baseline. 
Yeah. I uh, Keep going. I got to change my batteries. Yeah, change your batteries. All right. It's little Louie here taking you up until noon. Bobby V will have you at noon talking a little bit of that game tonight against Georgia uh, at Rupp Arena. So uh, interesting to see. Get in price, of course, tonight, 12 bucks. Uh, more probably to do with a Tuesday game at 9 o'clock than anything else. Georgia does come in with 13 wins, back-to-back wins against those Mississippi schools, as we mentioned. Mississippi State at home. Mississippi State, of course, with a really, really good um, double-digit and O start to the season on the win-loss column. And then they went to Ole Miss and get the win. Um, I, I don't ever fault teams for close wins in conference. I think it's a sign of a good team when you can travel, especially in your conference where teams know you and can win. Um, so, you know, what's the get in price tonight, Dan? Um, what do you think the get-in price is tonight? Oh, um, <laughs> speaking of blue-white funds, <laughs> forty-two dollars, twelve. So um, go ahead and get down. This is actually that's actually a good opportunity to go to a game. Twelve bucks is a is a very reasonable ticket at Rupp Arena. So um, yeah, but don't expect to be sitting where you can see the players for twelve bucks. Yeah. That's where I'm going to be sitting. I think for the Mike Pratt Memorial um, is in the twelve dollars seats. So, twelve dollars seats. Yeah. So I imagine you're not helping out anyone else on the show, right? I mean, it's, you know. uh, no, <laughs> nope. This is this is all about this is all about me. You damn right it is. <laughs> yep. yep. I don't uh, even know where I'll be sitting. <laughs> I might be right up there with you. Someone asking on the text line, Dan, would you um, would you? <laughs> text line. It said that Dan can only stay alive with batteries. <laughs> that's mean and funny hey you know? man you get you know you get to be 74 you got to do what you got to do. do what you got to do that's right uh, plug text, me plug me in texter asking would you keep the same starting lineup yes yes please please don't let that shoulder be well enough to play <laughs> oh jeez <laughs> You want him to play because you need to start mixing him in as, as coming off the bench, no? He's not going to come off the bench. There's no way he's coming off the bench. Can you imagine? Can you imagine how other schools would jump on that in the recruiting story? Cal had a guy that was first team SEC, leading the conference in assists, and brought him off the bench. Now he's he's either starting or he's not playing at all. Wow. Wow. Okay. All right. So Cal would choose that over making the tournament. <laughs> well, you, you know, because I think you we, just said that out loud. We we haven't we we haven't uh, we haven't assessed yet that Cal feels the same way about him that we do or that I do. No, um, I no, I um, if now if, if Kaysen's back is still bothering him, uh, I would I I I would. You, you have to start him, but I would start. I would certainly start Reeves and Fredericks, and I would tell Severe, you dribble the ball more than three times after you pass half court and you're coming out. That's what I'd tell him. I think you get what you get with Severe Wheeler, and I think it's way too late to teach an old dog new tricks. I, I just do. I, I think he is what he is. I think he only knows how to play one way. And I think he dribbles into traffic. I think his spacing is is what it is. Um, it isn't that the effort isn't there. It's just how he plays is how he plays. Texture bringing up an extra interesting point. It was a big win on Saturday, but but it actually could be detrimental if they lose tonight. It actually might piss off fans even more. 
Yeah, maybe. You still want the win over Tennessee, but I understand the anger would come right back for you. Sure. Let, let, let me let me tell you let me tell you what Cal's message to this team's going to be today. You come in here and you play like you did against South Carolina and that big win when we all celebrated and threw water on each other and hugged each other means absolutely nothing. That's going to be that's going to be the message, and I if if they don't come out and play with the same effort, the same enthusiasm, the same physicalness, then 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 it is time to give up on this team. But I expect them to come out and play just like they did against Tennessee and and win this game comfortably. I are you with me that? Actually, the short turnaround is good for a team like this. Oh, yeah. It doesn't give them time to think about it. There's no time to, you know, to, to relish the victory. Like, literally, you travel back to Kentucky. Sunday's a rest day. You, you prep yesterday. You play today. Because I, yeah. I was thinking about that yeah. last night. I was like, wow, this is a quick turnaround. That might be good for this team. <laughs> like, no. It, you know, quick, quick turnarounds are good after, uh, after a big win or a big loss. Uh, a big win, a quick turnaround gives you uh, that momentum to build on, remembering exactly what you did to win a game in Tennessee. And a quick turnaround helps after a loss because you can get that taste out of your mouth. So, no, I'd like, I, I, you know, again, I, I'd like college teams play three times a week. Um, you know, I know they're supposed to be there getting an education, and that probably rubs the academia the wrong way but um i i I think i mean they're college kids they're young kids they can play three times in seven days i don't know if they still do it but for a long time the pac-12 would play friday sunday and you would play the two teams from a a specific region so if you were like washington washington state and and then you would host those two teams on a weekend and i always thought that was a, a good idea both for travel, but also for getting you ready for the NCAA tournament. Hmm. Because that that one day off between games thing doesn't happen very often in the regular season, and so um, I, I don't I don't know that it led to a lot of success. But I always thought it made sense, of, at least from a scheduling standpoint. So no, but I think a quick turnaround for them is um, is the best thing that they can have because there's there's something about that big win when you've when you haven't had it since Kansas last year, right? Where it's been. It feels like a very long time since you had that win where everyone was demonstrably behind the team was, you know, you know, in her again, you know, you know, at least in the boat with you again. So I, um, yeah, someone pointing out, I, I, I kind of feel like this too, but, um, Wheeler uh, coming on the text line, four, three, seven, nine, six, eight, UPS jobs text line. Wheeler looks like he's looking for loose court when he's on the on the court, uh, staring at the floor. Head down, runs into traffic. That's that's what I see. I don't know how much of that is just because he is a smaller guy amongst the trees, and that's where he has to play. Um, I, and they say he's a good bench player. I don't know that we know that because he's he's only started since he got to Kentucky. Mm. And so I don't know if he's a good bench player or not. And and I think that a, a reasonable point would be well, he's not made for the bench, and that's why you're saying. Either he starts or he doesn't play. Yeah, um, well, and, and, and uh, you know, to walk that back a second. Now, tonight, since he missed the last game, I, I don't know what his situation is with his shoulder. Tonight, 
he might come in off the bench because he had he missed the last game. I don't know how much he's practiced, but for the long term, for the long term for the rest of the season, I I don't see him coming off the bench. Interesting. All right. Hmm. Well. Hey, a reminder that it's never too early to start making your plans for your summer vacation. And when you do, there's no better place than the Bluegrass State. Hike, bike, paddle, fish, or even venture deep underground, this is Kentucky. Come see for yourself. Plan your getaway today at KentuckyTourism.com. This segment with Dan Issel and Louis Rabot is presented by KentuckyTourism.com. All right, welcome back in. Issel and Louis here, taking you up until noon here on 680-1057. On the app, on your smart speaker, in your car, however you're hanging out with us this morning, we appreciate it. Thanks for making us part of it. Louisville and Pittsburgh, uh, as the cards are back in action, they are hosting Pittsburgh, 530 Network pregame, 7 o'clock, play-by-play on Wednesday. Around 930, you'll get Ethan Moore on that Coors Light postgame show. All that on Wednesday. On 93.9, you're home for the cards. And, of course, a reminder tonight, of course, James Treble, Jason Entz, and the Kentucky Fish and Wildlife postgame show uh, as the Cats host the Bulldogs. Uh, coming in from Georgia, 680-1057, very first place to react to the game and to uh, take your texts and calls. There you go. I'll try to get a Cal sound. No guarantees these days. And, of course, it is uh, it is Dill Day. It, it, it's Dill Day around here. We get yep. coffee. We get the lunch. The Madam of the Macabre. We get True Crime Tuesday. It is a Raising Cane's Tuesday. Um, and you know what? We ask the question, what makes Raising Cane's so craveable? Maybe it's the marinated, hand-battered chicken fingers that are always prepared fresh and cooked to order. Or maybe it's that addictive, tangy cane sauce. Voted the number one most craveable sauce in the U.S. two years in a row and counting. No matter why you crave Cane's, it's always freshly made and constantly craved. <laughs> Raising Cane's, Chicken Fingers, One Love, five locations in Louisville. Go check it out. Good read, great read, great read. <laughs> they should they should consider you for the Nationals spokesperson. I talked about raising canes like uh, Tom Brady used to talk about Giselle, but not anymore. So there you go. All right, <laughs> boy, you got a thing about Giselle, don't you? Yeah, I'm a straight male who has eyes. Yeah, what are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing? Come on. Hey, we I'm talked not, to you expect me to back off that take? Get out of we, here. we we talked about Brady sure. and and where everybody expects him to play uh, next year and what what I hope he does for next year. But uh what what about our man uh Lamar Jackson? Where do you think Lamar plays next year? Good stuff. Good question. Yeah. Uh I, not Baltimore. Yeah, really. The reason I brought this up is because uh, a bunch of his teammates came out yesterday and said, you know, we we need him back. We expect him to be back. And, it, you know, his knee was really hurt. Um, I, I don't I don't know the, the the three options are to trade him. I mean, you're not going to let him become an unrestricted free agent. He's when he's when healthy, he's one of the top five quarterbacks in the league they'll tag him yeah the the second option is to actually uh, sign a long-term deal and the third is to tag him and I don't know if that tagging I, you know does he d- 
does he really have a good taste in his mouth, Louie, if he comes back and they have made and they have put the franchise tag on him? I wouldn't play under the franchise tag if I'm Lamar Jackson. Hmm. I would. Hmm. I, w- I would not play football. Well, if uh, if Blankenbaker would give me <laughs> Lamar's cell phone number, uh, the first thing I'd tell him is, uh, please hire an agent. You know, get get somebody. Uh, uh, you know, I'm sure right now, representing himself, he's getting all of his advice from his family and from his friends. And uh, you know, please, it, it's well, well worth the money to go hire an agent and and you know get get a perspective from the outside, not from all the yes people around you. So that that's the first thing I'd do if I was him. I could even speak to this having sold insurance for people, you know, to people. Like I, I think people assume that, you know, everyone in the insurance game is against them. I've argued for clients to get better ratings from insurance companies so they pay less money for their insurance like as their agent right and so even in that small sample <laughs> like i've watched the process actually play out where they're like you yeah, know i don't know about this this and this and i'm like well no they have this this and this going for them and they're like you know what okay we'll move them from preferred to preferred plus or whatever and so no i i think that there's incredible value in having an agent and i think that in in this instance especially this year he's missing out on having that reassurance and frankly what he's really missing out on is the agent going to adam schefter and going you know we've heard yeah. from uh, yep. we've heard from this yep. team and we've heard from this team and um because it's it's clear he's done he's done the goodwill work in baltimore where the community likes him right and i was i was telling i forget who i was talking to but i think one of the most remarkable things at louisville football is i haven't heard a bad off the field thing about Teddy, Lamar, or about Malik. Hmm. Yeah. And that's pretty incredible, frankly, to have. (laughs) I think that's like eight years of quarterback, something like that, honestly. Eight or nine, something like that. And that's a remarkable run. And so, you know, Lamar's part of that that culture of guys who've been the quarterback across the street here. And he seems to have at least won that part of the argument. So it isn't as though... The people of Baltimore, are like, yeah, get that scrub out of here. <laughs> That's not it at all. It's yeah. more, I just, it, it, I don't think, I don't think Baltimore's going to pay him because I don't think they value quarterbacks like that. That's not how they run their. their it, and and it certainly, you talked about the community, and, and from what I was reading yesterday, I mean, his his teammates want him back. Right. Uh, you know, they think they think, uh, uh, of course, without him this year, <clears throat> not counting the playoff game against the Bengals, which they probably should have won. I think they averaged 12 points a game in the games that Lamar did not play. And so, you know, I, it's pretty obvious to his teammates that he's he could be the difference. He could be the difference. Well, sure, yeah. And, I mean, it, at, at some point, you know, the, the, the buck stops with the quarterback. You watched it with Tampa last night. They have a fine team except that they couldn't score points. Right, and that eventually goes back to one person, someone who doesn't like Giselle Bunchin anymore, and then the, um, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, no, they're. I'm trying to look it up the uh, with and without um, Lamar Jackson because it's it's something staggering. They're like eight and twenty two without him, and they win like seventy percent of the games with him. Right, I mean, yep. it's, it's a remarkable yep. stat. So, yep. um, yeah, no, I, I think I think he ends up not in Baltimore, and I think part of it is this agent thing, this dynamic where they come to him with a deal. It's Twenty million dollars less a year than, you know, than Murray out in, in Arizona. 
and that's just because the franchises are run differently. And and Sweezy made this point yesterday. The Ravens are one of the best run organizations in football, like period, because they don't screw these contracts up. And so Lamar's not going to get the kind of contract he wants hmm. from Baltimore. He should probably go somewhere else and get that contract. I, well, I, I do know this. I don't know what he's worth in a trade scenario, but I would think it would be a lot because I, I, I would guess there will be about 20 other NFL teams lining up to talk to the Ravens if they find out that a trade is a possibility. I think five or six. So I, I put this on the show sheet of from The Athletic and the Mock because, number one, because Will left us as number two in the, in the Mock. Am I missing something here, Louie? Did these people not watch Kentucky play this year? Quote, the, the Kentucky passer is built for the NFL game and checks numerous boxes with his size, mobility, arm strength, intelligence, and competitive toughness. Levis didn't have the senior many senior year, excuse me, many expected, with a new play caller and a subpar supporting cast compared to the previous year. <sighs> I mean, it, I don't know that any of that isn't true. I don't know how smart he is, I'll be honest. Um, I, I don't consider – I don't think of him as a heady quarterback. Um, and he, that guy stared stared down receivers when he would lock in on people and it, it cost them in a couple games. But I understand the other parts because when you look like someone who's currently excelling in the league, other people think, okay, if I grab him, I can make him a B-plus or A-minus Josh Allen. Right. And I right. think that's what the hope is. And because it's, all, all professional sports are this way, everyone, for some reason – always points to the NFL first and says it's a copycat league. All leagues are copycat leagues. I mean, we need to stop with that. And so the if that's the case, then they'll be going after that. Were you happy to see Bryce Young at the top of this? I think that's your guy now. Uh, well, I, I know one thing. I take I take Bryce Young way ahead of Will Leftus. Way ahead. Uh uh, and uh, of course, you, you know if if you look at this this article, uh, they have Bryce Young. Chicago's kind of I think they've locked in on their quarterback. I think they think Fields is is the quarterback, and they have the number one pick. So in this mock draft, they have the uh, the Bears trading the first pick right. to the Indianapolis Colts, and the Colts taking Bryce Young. Then. Because everybody knows Texas needs needs a a quarterback, then they have Will left us going to the Houston Texans at number two. I just think that's way, way, way too high for him. I can't imagine getting Will Anderson Jr. in the third spot. He's I think he's going to be a stud in the NFL. I don't think there's any question about it. And I think he's totally built for the modern NFL game. Yeah, and the other kid I really like is who this mock draft with the Bears trading down to four and Indianapolis moving up to one. They have the Bears taking Carter, that defensive tackle yeah, from Georgia. I think super modern I, player. Yes. Yeah, and, and then uh, they have C.J. Stroud, who committed to the draft yesterday, right. going to the Carolina Panthers at five. I think that's too high for Stroud too. Oh, okay. So you you're down on this quarterback group then? Uh, I I I so don't. So there shouldn't think... be two of them in the top five, is what you're saying? They've got three of them in the I, top. I understand, five. but you wouldn't have C.J. Stroud top five. You wouldn't have no. left us top five. No, 
No. Okay. Just asking. Mm-hmm. Okay. No. And, and, you know, it's such a quarterback league anymore. I understand that people are willing to take a chance on these guys. But, um, you know, is, is are, are any of these guys, are any of these guys Trevor Lawrence? That's a great question. I don't know the answer to that. I do. Okay. The answer's no. Okay. <laughs> no. No. A- after after Coach Peterson, you know, pointed out to Trevor what color his team was wearing, what color uniforms, he was terrific. Okay. Right. No. No. None of these guys are Trevor. Lawrence. We have a bit of a debate going in the office right now, Dan. And by in the office, I mean over the air. Sweezy came out yesterday against Trevor Lawrence going to Waffle House after the win on Saturday. Um, if you were in in the in the Lawrence camp, would you be okay with him going to Waffle House after a win on Saturday? No. Okay, I agree with you. No. There you go. You know who else goes? There you go, to Sweezy. The wa- you got it. You got Issel. You know. You know who else goes to Waffle House um, after a big win? Bubba Watson, the golfer. I, th- I think the night. I think the night that he won the Masters, he went to the Waffle House. And and nothing against the Waffle House, but you know, give give me a good steak and a beer. I don't want to go to the Waffle House and has eggs over medium with tomato juice. Please, I could not agree with you more on your sentiment. Yes, but I, rarely am I so obviously Team Sweeney on something. But I'm very much Team Sweeney on this one. So. Yeah. Well, like if you have a big win, like. Treat yourself. Don't go to Waffle House. Yeah, Waffle House is good. I'm like, I'm not against Waffle House, but big wins, you treat yourself. You don't go to like a 24 hour waffle place. Part of the take two. Go ahead, Dan. Yeah, I was going to ask you two when was the last time you were at a Waffle House? It's been a very long time for me. Yeah. Maybe like two years ish. Yeah. 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 There are yeah. other diner options in Louisville that I would rather go to than Waffle House. I will put it that way. <laughs> Maybe I need to get a segment for those folks. Um, yeah. the, uh, <laughs> the, um, but no, I, uh, part of the take, too, was that people over-glamorize what Waffle House is. They celebrate the grime rather than actually enjoying the food. And I agree with that take as well. Well, and there was a bunch of them. It wasn't just Trevor. <laughs> there was like a party of ten that walked in with him. I forget the name of it, but even um, when the th- when the Thunder were rolling and they had Durant, and they had uh, Harden, and all those guys. Yeah, there was a steakhouse in Oklahoma City that didn't used to stay out open late, but after all the Thunder games started staying open late, and the guys all went there after every game. Hmm. And so even in a town like Oklahoma City, I have to imagine Jacksonville isn't too terribly d- dissimilar. And so why you wouldn't have that spot ready to go, I don't understand. That's yeah. that's the thing. Like and, and and it's 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 look, it's like, you know, people that wear their politics and their you know, in their their social media stuff or whatever. This is a virtue signal from him. I'm a southern boy. Um, you know, I'm going to Waffle House, I'm one of the people you're not one of the people. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> You make we had a, of we, had a, we had a place like that in uh, in Louisville for the Colonels. It's called the Normandy Inn. It okay. was down down on Sixth, maybe. Paul O'Brien was the uh, was the owner, 
and he'd keep the kitchen open if if we called him and told him we were yeah, com- right exactly com- coming in yes. yeah he'd keep the kitchen open for us <laughs> texter asking who goes to waffle house sober that's the other part of this <laughs> waffle house has its purpose you know it's open so if like you're driving to spring break and it's three in the morning and you need to stop and eat that's fine if it's if it's after a night of drinking that's fine but, it, man, I, if I have to hear about these hash browns at Waffle House again, stop, stop, stop. Hash browns overrated. American fries better. Let's just call it what it is. It, I'm sorry, people. Put my foot down. Stop talking to me about hash browns. It's not, it's not good. It's not good. There is something to say, though, about being able to sit there and watch them cook your food. I will say again, there are diner opportunities in this town that I would prefer over Waffle House 10 times out of 10. Okay. Where you yeah. can watch people cook your food. Okay. All right. Now, I, w- I would I did go... see a great. I did see a great uh, question the other day, which was, you know, we have a bocce in, you know, the hibachi places in, in the United States. Are there, are there diners in Japan where the Japanese watch, watch omelets being made? <laughs> or is that a concept someone needs to expand? I thought that was a good question. Oh, Do they still have those places? <clears throat> those hibachi places. oh yeah there's like five of them in louisville oh yeah no way oh people love them oh yeah oh uh, i re- well i remember when they first came out that was a big thing but sure. i i didn't even know they existed anymore are you not a hibachi guy i imagine you're not. no yeah okay. no someone called uh, me overrated I, on the text line i see you don't worry about it all right. <laughs> I, I, first of all i don't like the food and second of all i don't like to sit there and watch it being cooked two feet away from me got it don't like the big flames and the onion rings and all that kind of stuff? No. No. Okay. All right. Do you like onion rings? Yeah. Okay. Do you put mustard no. on your onion rings? Uh, no, I don't. Whoa! Whoa! Maybe Whoa. I ought to try that. That sounds good. That is no. the upset of the century, man. No, I don't. I don't put ketchup on them, but oh. I don't put mustard. Vote coming down for Denny's being 100% better. I worked in a Denny's kitchen, and I feel like we made good food. How about that? Yeah, there's a Denny's real close to us, and Prime and I go there a whole lot more often than we go to the Waffle House. I love the idea that Dan is still eating at a Denny's. Oh, yeah. I am literally asking my sister right now if Japan has, like, <laughs> diners where you can watch them cook your food. Hey, Denny's is America's diner. You're damn right it is. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. Man, how do we get this far off? <laughs> it doesn't of matter. It's fine. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's True Crime yeah. Tuesday. It's all right. Yeah, well, I mean, we don't have a whole lot to talk about. I mean, I just I wish there were more headlines to talk about with the Kentucky game tonight, except that we all feel a certain way about the starting lineup, and you make a great point, which is Cal's more worried about the recruiting angle than he is about the, the in-game play angle of not starting Severe Wheeler, even though I think – I don't know Severe Wheeler, but from post-game comments and how he talks about deferring to Oscar and different things, I think if you told, you went to him and said, you know, 18 minutes, come off the bench, be a bulldog for us, like go do that, I think he would do it. Do, do you think he has aspirations of playing in the NBA? NBA, no, but I, I don't he, – he appears to me that he would be a very good point guard in Spain or France or Italy or some high-level European team. Hmm. No? 
Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I don't. I, he probably has. He probably thinks he can play in the NBA. They all think they can play. Well, in that's the NBA. that's fair enough. Yes. But uh, but he can't. He can't for a lot of reasons. Right. Number one, he's left-handed, <laughs> and by that I mean he's only left-handed. Right. No, that's right. That's and, right. and and he can't shoot. Uh, so, um, no, they, they, he's got no future in the NBA. Texter asking, Dan, do you like catching the shrimp in your mouth at the hibachi place? No. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. No. <laughs> what, what is this? Feed, feed the sea lions at the zoo? No. No. Please. I need Dan Issel dressed up as a sea lion for Halloween this year. That's what I need. Yes. Yeah, I could I see it. And all your grandkids dressed up as sea lions and you're like the old sea lion. Oh, that would be cute. Make it <laughs> happen, Dan. Costume. Get it together, Dan. And yeah, send I'll, a picture. I'll, I'll, see if I, I'll see if I can get that <laughs> lined up. <laughs> I assume your grandson rushed a fraternity at, at Colorado. Is that fair to he guess? He did. Okay. He did. So here's what and, you do. You go to the frat and you say, look. First tailgate, next year we're all going as sea lions for no reason. <laughs> and all of the frat bros would be like, yeah, we're going with this hole. Let's go. Sea lions, yeah. Bush light, yeah. Like, you got to do it now. I'm sorry, Dan, you don't have a choice on this. Okay. Prime's first game. Gotta make it happen. <clears throat> I, think we, I think we ought to do it for the first CU home game. That's what I'm getting at, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm going to need pictures. Prime's going to be, like, looking around the stadium. He's like, Are, is that a... Is that a group of sea lions? What are we? Are they called a pride? Do you think? What do you think they're called? A group of sea lions. Uh, I think a, they a, are a herd. You think it's a herd? Okay, a herd. All right. What is uh, what does producer in training think? Who, what's his name? Oh I, yes! No, oh! Zach, Zach. I remember. <laughs> it's either it's either Trevor or Tyler. <laughs> yeah, it's totally Trevor or Tyler. Oh, okay. All right. All right. All right. Herd is correct. They're also called rafts. How about that? <laughs> Group of sea lions, I heard. Or a raft, or, oh my gosh, a colony, a rookery, or a harem if it's uh, just the, the ladies hanging out. So there you go. Mm. How about that? A little harem talk on a, on a Tuesday. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I'll get on that. I'll, uh, I'll, <laughs> I'll, text, I'll text Ben this afternoon. Do they make if... six foot ten sea lion outfits? <laughs> see, see if we can't get that. See if we can't get that. I guarantee Off you. To if you, Google, I go. If you float that idea, he would be like, "You gave me seven months of planning time. We're definitely making it happen." I promise you, that's what he'll say. You think? Especially if you offer to go and bring the Budweiser. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Uh Budweiser might be a level higher than they're used to. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah. Yeah. No, they like that. They like that. They like that bottom shelf. Yeah, stuff. that natty whatever. Yes, correct. Yeah. yeah. So you know, you you uh, man. So I know uh. I'll keep this as vague as possible, but uh, a, a, a doctor who worked with my wife was in a was in a fraternity, and he he would his job one year was to order all the beer for the semester, and so he ordered something like twenty one hundred cases of the worst beer he could find from one distributor, and they just had it like stacked in the basement of this old frat house where he went to school. <laughs> just nobody drank it no 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 no. oh no it was gone but like like 
like they had to bring like a semi truck to the freaking frat house and drop it all off in the basement, like wheel it in. <laughs> but it was if I had told you what got it, just the worst. And he got it for like four dollars and eighty cents a case or something. You know, like just one of these twenty four beers. <laughs> it's terrible. We oh we God. went uh, when I was playing with the Nuggets. We went on a raft trip. Uh, and like a three-day raft trip where you had to bring tents, oh, yeah. and and it was so much fun. Oh. But there were like uh, five or six of the players that went on it. Um, I remember David Thompson was oh. on the trip. Uh, Kim Hughes, who turned out to be one of my best friends, was an assistant coach with me. Glenn Gondrzek, um, I don't know, there were five or six nuggets that went. And so they said it was a three-day three day trip. And they said you can either bring a six-pack a person okay. or a bottle of wine Ugh. or a bottle of liquor. Okay, there it is. Yep. So a six-pack a bottle of wine or a bottle of liquor for three days Oof. on a float trip. Oof. You know what we did? Okay. We we hired we we paid for an extra raft, and that raft held no people. It only held all of the alcohol that we borrowed <laughs> on the trip. <laughs> Uh, a couple of those guys, a six pack wouldn't have lasted till noon the oh, first no, day. No, no, so, no. so we, we we said we'll pay for it. Put an extra raft uh, raft on there. A little booze <laughs> raft in Colorado. How about that? Oh man, I love it. Uh, All right. Well, it is True Crime Tuesday here on uh, Isla and Louie, taking you up until noon. Bobby V's got you after that first replay. Sweezy Street at three. Um, of course, uh, this hour of the show. Uh, was brought to you by our friends at Kentucky Tourism and KentuckyTourism.com. As we get into the colder months, you might be looking for things to do indoors. Check out all the concerts, all of the museums, and different attractions that you can find around the state. Whenever you plan a trip, start at KentuckyTourism.com. On the other end, I asked Dan. So Tatum goes for 51 for the Celtics last night. I can't remember a time in my life when the top-end talent in the NBA was more spread out. Is that good or bad for the NBA? We'll talk about it next year on 680-1057. Tired of eating the same homemade meals over and over again? Want to switch it up? LocallyOwnedDelivery.com safely brings the restaurants to you. Breakfast, lunch, or dinner, they'll bring it to you. Delivery.com delivers some of the finest restaurants in Metro Louisville. Miss going out to eat but still want to support your favorite restaurants? Delivery.com has got you covered. Use promo code ORDERNOW for $10 off your next order. Sit back, relax. Your meal's on its way. Delivery.com. We bring the restaurants to you. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Injured in a car accident? Visit suedistracteddriver.com. <laughs> 